Hello, and welcome to episode 168 of Divided by Werewolves. This is your first episode in March. First episode since Lightfall dropped. We got Daylight Savings right around the corner. It's an exciting time. I have family coming next week. I haven't seen my mom. The last time I saw my mom, my sister, and my brother-in-law was at my grandmother's funeral in November of 2019. So, like, we all didn't know what shit was about to go down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And my grandmother passed away. Uh, She was, like, 99 years old, 98 years old, 99. I don't remember what it was. All I know is that my grandmother was irritated that she she actually got to the birthday she got to because that was my grandmother. Um, Yeah. And so she and we went to my my wife and I went to Saratoga. We were still living in Georgia at the time, and it was fucking balls cold. Like it was so cold, and Georgia gets cold. Don't get me wrong, but like upstate New York cold, like it's. I mean, it was. I mean, it's not like Buffalo cold or like Chicago cold, but it was like you know you're walking to the breakfast place in the morning, trying not to like fall and break your fucking neck. Yeah, and then like when you get there, you've got a take off 17 layers just to eat your fucking bagel egg and cheese right like so so we haven't seen them in you know almost three years so they're coming on friday and it ought to be interesting i tell you like i never use facebook anymore like i read i had shut my facebook down a few months ago and i got it's open again now but and all i all i get on there is like i just kind of post stuff from uh from west point by so trade tommy store mm-hmm. and uh and then i have memories when i open it like it memories and i and what i use memories for is to delete everything i've ever done on the internet like, <laughs> 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 but uh, but this weekend apparently 11 years ago or 12 years ago now i don't remember which it is but anyway is the weekend that i took the the train to philly and then uh from philly the bus to new york i spent the weekend in new york and i met antec and mm-hmm. and uh had an amazing time, uh, and I it it hurts that it's been that long. But uh, the photo of yesterday that was on memories was me on the fucking Staten Island ferry going out to the Statue of Liberty. And oh wow! It's dead ass, the coldest I have ever been in my fucking life. Yeah, like I was not prepared. Like it's you know I know it's like end of February, March, whatever down here. That means it's fucking like fake spring. Like we right. have the fake spring, and then it's going to get cold again. It might snow. Uh, in a couple of weeks, but right now it's like 80 degrees. So I traveled to Pennsylvania, uh, you know, with that in mind. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's 80 degrees. I had shorts. I was like, I'm good. So me on the ferry in just a hoodie and like a t-shirt, like, yeah. it was literally the coldest I've ever been in my life. And I don't, I don't do hot drinks. Like I don't like hot liquids. So like I can't, <laughs> I don't do soup. Like I don't like. You know, what do you, so what do you do in the morning? Like you and I we were playing Destiny this morning. I had a huge yeah. cup of coffee next to me because it's the only thing keeping me alive in the morning. What do you? Oh, nothing. No. Water? I got. I'm good. Like I don't do. I don't do coffee. You I never got hooked on caffeine. No. I mean, I, I'll have a soda every now and again, but like mostly, I just drink water. Like I drink oh. these flavored waters from like Kroger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I drink. And and liquor. I mean, I don't know if that counts <laughs> as a hot liquid, but hundred uh, percent. But I don't do like I, well hot yeah, liquor. I'm not sure about that. I've never I don't I, do hot yeah. liquor. I'm saying like it burns going down. Like, but but no. <laughs> as far as like as far as like a heated beverage, like I don't like hot drinks. So uh, I don't do coffee. I don't do like 
hot chocolate typically. I don't do tea, any of that shit. Like, Looking you know, I'm, I'm just a, stuff, baby. I'm an, I'm an ice water kind of guy, <laughs> but okay. the, uh, the most amazing thing I have ever put in my mouth was the hot chocolate I bought in the gift shop at the foot of the statue of Liberty mm-hmm. because I needed that shit. Right. Like, I was so goddamn cold on that ferry. I was miserable. And That's it's the like, funniest fucking picture. Cause it like my brother took the picture of my face. I am fucking miserable. <laughs> That's like, okay. So one year, so, um, you know, Lynn and I've been together since Christ was a child. Um, mm-hmm. and so one year was, so a bunch of actually several years, uh, when we were in college together, when I would go visit my dad over the summer, she would come with me. And so, we had, and I mean, my 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 dad, my stepmom, they live in Annapolis, Maryland, so it gets fucking hot as balls in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Um, we went yes, to, <laughs> uh, we went to the National Zoo, fantastic zoo. Actually, still, I've to this day, I carry the picture of Linda next to this little bear statue seat thing in my wallet from however thirty fucking years, however long ago. Mm-hmm. It was so hot. We bought lemonade, like the fresh squeezed lemonade from like a cart there. It probably cost like a million dollars because it's like theme park. It was probably to this day the best thing I've ever drank in my entire life Mm -hmm. because we were so hot and so thirsty. It was so good. Like that's what I want (laughs) to feel. Like as I'm drifting off to the afterlife, like that's (laughs) – like how I want to go out, just like lemonade. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So we have a lot of stuff to get to tonight. Most importantly, for me anyway, n- you know, nothing against uh, you know the f- the folks who gave us a screener for Children of the Corn, but you know, obviously, we need to get into Lightfall. Um, yeah, but. That's- before that, so we have a couple moves to talk about. First one, uh, let's get to uh, Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. So this was written and direction, written and directed by uh, Kurt Wimmer, um, who uh, I'm kind of he he wrote Equilibrium, which is yeah. an amazing, amazing film. Right. Like like when everybody was talking about like the Matrix, like Equilibrium just kind of like like slid under the wire. Uh, to be an absolutely fantastic film. Gun Kata was amazing. He wrote yep. the Point Break remake. Eh. He wrote the Total Recall remake. Eh. But he also yeah. wrote Law Abiding Citizen, which is yep. one of my absolute favorite Gerard Butler films. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Law Abiding Citizen. I think that movie is the fucking bomb. Um, it is Ultraviolet, too. He wrote and directed Ultraviolet, which I thought was fucking great. Okay. Like, like nobody else did, but I fucking loved it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have I seen that one? Uh. Yeah. And he also directed. He directed. Um. Equilibrium as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, he's got a. He's got a, the chops. He's got the chops. You know what I think? And I'm just gonna say it. And no, 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 no disrespect to him or the folks that worked on this movie or the fine folks uh, who who allowed us to to kind of watch the this the screener. This movie requires you, like, suspension of disbelief is always going to be present in yes. horror movies. Um, you know, outside of something like 
you know, the strangers, which is it's terrifying because of the the complete and total lack of supernatural stuff mm-hmm. to it. Yes. Right. Outside of something like that, you know, y- y- there's always going to be some sort of you putting logic on the back burner just for a little bit um, in order to get yourself into the experience and um, have a good time. This movie wants you to just suspend disbelief to a point that I feel like is unreasonable yes. uh, to, to do. Um, I, I don't, you know, I have to be honest in that I don't understand why this particular Stephen King short story is, um, the Hollywood just feels I like, don't either. you know, this is the nut to crack. There are so fucking many children of the corn movies. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, it's like Stephen King's Amityville. It's like. They yeah. just can't stop making them. Like, <laughs> right. And I mean, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know if he gets paid for all of them. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember one I point. I hope so. You know, at one point in time, they asked John Carpenter, like, are you upset at all the Halloween movies? And he's like, no, every time they make one, I get a check. Like, why yeah. would I be upset? I kind of yeah. hope that's the case here. Same. But, you know, when you consider how many Stephen King stories, books, whatever, he's put out. Yeah. To keep going back to Children of the Corn. This shit little like short story that ended up in like a you know, a men, a gentleman's magazine. Like, yeah. It's fucking nuts. And like I don't know I think we kind of talked about it before when we got the screener. I don't know how how long it's been since you've seen the original movie. I haven't seen the original in forever. Okay, it's it's not good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it does not hold up and it's such like a simple thing. It's like this this couple and their car breaks down and they end up in this town in I I assume Indiana, uh, to be honest, I can't remember. Uh and I say that just because of corn. So I'm being, if I'm being cor- or corn, or Iowa corn, if I'm being cornist, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, plantist, yeah, <laughs> it, you know. Uh, but yeah, and it's like the kids have have basically formed a cult, and they follow he who walks behind the rose, and they've murdered all the adults, and that's basically it. There's yeah. not much to it. It's like Lord, like Lord of the Flies with a little bit of weird yeah. kind of pagan and plant stuff. Yeah. There are so there's so many fucking movies. Like there's like eight or nine of these things at this point. Yeah. Like it's baffling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So so uh you know, basically uh Elena Camporis plays Boline Williams or Bo. Uh Kate Moyer plays Eden Edwards, uh who's who's kind of a little girl and, and and essentially uh you know this movie kind of centers on this this town out in i don't know nebraska iowa whatever someplace with a lot of corn and yeah. uh you know they 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 basically sold their their land and stuff to this uh they kind of make it sound like it's a monsanto like you know this place that like had like genetically engineered corn and you know it, it caused problems and this girl i gotta say like i'm not not trying to slag on kids today uh, and 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 Gen Z and whatnot, and in terms of like what they're passionate about, there is no one in human history as as passionate about corn as this young woman is. Uh, no teenager in the history of agriculture has been um, as as uh, excited as passionate about corn uh, as this young woman is. Yes. Um, and and so, but but the movie opens with this very weird situation where this dude, this kid, he's he's a teenager. He's been hanging out with the corn, 
and he uh, he he decides to go murder everybody in the group home uh, in which he lives, and um, the police response in 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 a in a, in a time uh, where you know police budgets are just overflowing with federal money to get. SWAT teams and <laughs> and fucking you know urban assault vehicles and machine yeah. guns and who knows what else. Uh, they decided to pump animal uh, uh, tranquilizers into the group. One kid with a butcher knife. They the SWAT team is incapable of handling uh, on yep. their own. So yep. instead, they murder everyone in the group home, all the kids with halide, which is an animal tranquilizer. Uh, and the funny thing thing about it is it literally never comes up again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it never comes up. Uh, yep. the, the whole thing about he, you know, about, about them, the, the little girl who had spent time in the rose, she, you know, whatever. Now, now, now the town, they want to, they want to, uh, give their land. They want to do corn subsidies. Basically, get paid by the government to not grow corn, and mm. and and the kids are just like fuck that shit, you know. And and then and, and and there's just a lot of weird shit that goes on. But the thing that blows my mind is uh, at some point in time, um, they children, ten year olds. I can't get my eighteen year old to brush her teeth consistently, but sure, whatever. Um, they uh, dug a pit. Uh, 20 by 30 feet, uh, at least 10 feet deep and were painting the roots of corn with blood from a hog that they had butchered and strung up. And the main character, Bo, sees this and is like, oh, wow, that's weird. Okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have a meeting at the town hall tonight. And they're like, all right. And she's like, all right, peace out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing that happens. And then also what happens is at least three times in the movie, Bo says to Eden, are you insane? And the yes, resoundingly, yep. have you Absolutely. not been paying attention <laughs> all yeah. this time? Yeah, just look around. Look around. <laughs> She's a hundred percent off of her rocker. She's cuckoo yeah. for cocoa puffs, whatever uh, incorrect, uh, you know, fucking ableist language you want to use to describe yeah. that this kid is, you know, over the moon, just bye bye. She's that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of goes from there. They, they do a mock trial. There's murder. Oh. People get covered in dirt and then Groot shows up like yeah like that's the thing the only thing to me that kind of saved you know the original uh children of the corn was that you didn't see any they left a lot to the imagination um, yes and this movie doesn't and it is not they show you (laughs) and he looks he looks like Groot like you can't in this you know MCU focused world that we live in you can't make a plant monster right. that looks like Groot and not expect people to go, hey, that's Groot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, also, it's fairly poorly animated by 2023 standards. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like if the Asylum made a Children of the Corn film. <laughs> and it breaks my heart to say that, but that's exactly what it is. But here's the thing. Especially when they try to do it's, the carry thing. Yeah. Yeah. As head, bad as it is, too big. I got to be honest, man. Uh, I watched it one and a half times, and I 
I think I liked it. Uh, what? It's not good. It's not. I know it's not. But it's so bad that it's good. It's so when you say you watch it one and a half times, what Listen, what what was the half? Well, uh, I was watching it, and then I kind of checked out for a while, and then uh, things happened, and then I, and then when I started paying attention again, I was like, "Wait, how did we get here?" So I had to like rewind it, and I'll tell you, this is a movie that, in the right context in the right situation it's so fucking bad it's great because because mm. because there, it, it, it tries so many things so many things it's yeah. like uh there and, and there is as, as bad as the cgi for he who walks behind the rose was there there are like physical gags that i think are really good um it's so over the top stupid you can't help but laugh at it like it's adorably stupid and there, I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, Do you think that's what the intent was, though? No, not at all. That's why it's amazing. <laughs> they thought they were making like this, like amazing, like reboot of this cherished property, and it's like, no, bro. Have you ever seen Children of the Corn two? It's not cherished. Like it's it's hilariously stupid, and that's right. the point, right? So, but but when you have something that's hilariously stupid, and then people try to take it seriously, and this right. is the result, I can't help but love it, man. I can't help but love it. Uh, okay, I can see. It. All right, I, I, I that that I, I more understand that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just had a blast. Like, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I'd watch another one. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would rather. I would. I mean, I would rather Kurt Wimmer make another. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, equilibrium. equilibrium. Yeah, I don't know if he has another. I think that was lightning in a bottle, dude. I that don't know if he has another amazing. equilibrium in him. That movie is like, amazing. What yeah. would be great is if he did Equilibrium 2, but it crossed over with Children of the Corn, the Corn Boys. <laughs> so <laughs> you have 20, 2024 Christian Bale reprising his role from Equilibrium, Fuck yeah. but he has to fight the Corn Boys. Like, I'm, boys. I'm all in for that. Corn Boys. <laughs> corn Boys. Corn Boys. <laughs> Duran Duran come, does the soundtrack. Yes, absolutely, yeah. I would throw a gross amount of money towards that if they <laughs> if they kickstarted it. <laughs> like I'm prepared to go broke making this movie happen. You know what? I, I think I might be there with you. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this film. Oh God, um, there is, dude. It. it, it it doesn't know. They steered so hard into the corn part of Children of the Corn. <laughs> well, I mean, it's right there in the name. It is, but I'm just saying, maybe that wasn't the, really the point, but I the man, they thought it was. And then, like, oh, it, it, there's some, like, nasty stuff, like, with, with the priest and, like, some, like, hinted at. Uh, yeah, that was the only thing I was like. I was like, ooh, yeah, are we going also, there? Like, I, why are we going there? I like, mean, I also, the only thing about that, I was like, well, of course you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, of course you are. Yeah, but the thing is, it, 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 if we're gonna go there, you know, we should we should probably go there. But it's just one it's just a one and done little scene. She pulls his eyeballs out, and it's like, all right, well, moving past that, back to the corn. Like, I'm like, that's some really dark and heavy shit that you just like are kind of glazing over with this yeah. one death. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, well, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, the movie already had a lot going on. 
for yeah, them to did. then be like, oh, let's also bring this into it. That's what I'm saying. But like the fact that you do that, I'm like, yeah. well, you kind of have to. I mean, you don't have to, obviously, because they don't. But right. you think that would be more of a thing. And like, nah, just that one. Just the well, I kind of like as soon as he was like, oh, you can come live with me. I was like, she's getting molested. Like, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, they also cast the freakiest looking dude, mm-hmm. fucking Bruce Spence. I mean, he's he I love him, but he's not yeah. a normal looking dude. Right. Right. Like he was the gyro captain in the road warrior. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's Mr. Wall in Dark City. Like, I mean, this this cat's made a living off of looking. Yeah. Character like a, actor for sure. Like a yeah. super weirdo. Right. You're not going to have him hire to be like, oh, he's a priest. And then like, no, he's a loving priest. <laughs> he's never done anything bad in his life. Right. Everybody loves him. Yeah, he's just—he's yeah. No, that's not—that's not who you're getting in this particular situation. Yes. So, um, okay. So yeah, so that's on a video on demand. I'm not sure what the deal is with any other sort of streaming service. Like I said, we we got a stream a screener for it. So um, yeah, it's. I don't think it's only like Shutter or anything yet. It may be eventually, but right now it's just VOD. Mm. So Amazon Prime, wherever you get your your VOD stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, the next one is a. Uh, I've been on a South Korean uh, movie kick of late, um, and this movie um, came out on video on demand, and I'm not sure what else it's on. And that is um, Project Wolf Hunting. So when I first read about this movie, they're like, "Oh, it's like if uh, you know Con Air met Predator," and I was like, "What? Yes, of course. I mean, why would yep. I not want that movie in my life?" Um, so it is uh, written and directed by Hong Sun Kim, uh, who I, I'm not familiar with um, any of their their other work, but um, so essentially, uh, what this movie is is there's a number of South Korean prisoners, you know, drug dealers, murderers, you know, whatever, um, that are on this barge because they're being transported to the Philippines uh, to serve out their, their sentences. Um, and they're also uh, on the same boat as this uh, kind of medical super soldier experiment um, you know, uh, I'm not going to say it's gone awry, but it kind of gets out um, and starts kind of fucking shit up. So you've got the cops, some cops that know about what's going on and it, the deal with the the, the undead uh, super soldier who can see thermal signatures. You have the the uh, the cons who who finally get out and think, oh, finally we're we're getting out of here and. We're going to fucking run this joint. Um, and then you have, you know, finding out about the program uh, that uh, kind of birthed this this monstrosity in the first place. Uh, super gory. They said the guy, the guy who made uh-huh. it said he used like two and a half tons of fake blood making yeah. this movie. And I yep. don't doubt it because, I mean, it there's just blood everywhere. And it is fucking great. It is fucking fucking great there's there's things that happen where like you expect oh this person's gonna be like the the focal point this this particular criminal is gonna be the focal point yes and then next year he's getting his face ripped off and you're like yeah, oh don't all right i guess not yeah, yeah. Do not. 100 <laughs> yeah 100 um 
And, you know, it's not, um, so there's some, you know, uh, Korean movie, uh, movies I've watched of late that there's, there's more kind of like, um, you know, action sequences in terms of like fight scenes and things like that. So I've been watching, um, there's these two films. One is uh, The Roundup and the other one is The Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're kind of uh, somewhat famous in South Korean circles for, uh, you know, being one was like a, a true story of like a roundup of these like um, Chinese gangs in South Korea. And the other one is, is the sequel. And uh, the, the guy who was in, um, I forget his name, but he was in uh, Eternals uh, is in it. And he's fucking amazing. But anyway, so this is straight up like like the best way I would put this is like Con Air meets Predator meets Overlord. Um and so if all of those things sound like something you would want to watch, then this is definitely a movie that you want to watch. Um, you don't really have to care too much about like, you know, oh, well, well, you know, why, why did they make these, these guy a super soldier and, you know, it, it, logic and, and that type of shit. It's like, it's there. I mean, they definitely have the world building in place, but you don't really need it because you're just kind of there to watch this this guy fuck shit up and mm. and then uh people get like it's like a murdered for me like it I, I had heard about it uh a while ago i think i i don't remember if i read about it if i heard about it on a podcast but it was described as i don't know if you remember but like i guess it was like the late maybe the very very late 90s or early 2000s there was that like a that imprint that tartan asian extreme oh yeah uh, yeah yeah imprint. Like that we're like you know we got because you have to remember back in those days it, foreign films were harder to come by than they are now so we just we just didn't get a lot of that stuff and like that that one imprint coming out and giving us like Machine Girl and like Tokyo Gore Police and like you know all that stuff which I fucking love like a uh, uh, Itchy the Killer like all that stuff yeah, yeah yeah like I love all that shit but you know I, I have that Asian extreme imprint to thank for my exposure to a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, and, and this absolutely would have been one of those movies it's like if there was like a korean i think it was korean if i'm wrong i apologize uh if there had been a korean like universal soldier like Mm -hmm. you know it's one of those things where like the violence it's yeah however many gallons or whatever it was of blood he absolutely used that much because the characters are all like the people aren't normal people they're like flesh balloons they're yeah. filled to capacity with blood, and at the slightest prick, like they explode in these geysers of yeah. blood, and it's fucking amazing. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, um, it's hyper fucking violent. I'm talking yes. like if if Paul Verhoeven made Universal Soldier, like this but, is the movie that you'd get. Yeah, but no, like not in the same way as like the sadness. Which was oh, like no. also hyper violent, but also had like a real mean streak to it. Mm-hmm. Like this, mm-hmm. this is definitely more of like I don't know. It, it's more. I mean, yes, there's violence and people get killed, but it's it's more funhousey if that yes. makes sense, and less more, like sadistic. Exactly. There's a, there's a comedic aspect to it because it's yeah. so over the top. Whereas the sadness is hyper violent, but is more. There's more realism to the violence whereas yeah. this is ridiculous like somebody gets somebody gets like touched on the neck by a blade and they're <laughs> fucking like yeah. it's like a geyser like it's yeah. it's insane like so it's so much it's so it's like it's violent but it's like almost comedic yeah how ridiculous it is whereas the sadness was like a motherfucker gets hot oil thrown in their face 
five well, minutes into it. And well, somebody gets like they literally fuck their eye socket. Also that. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. The sadness and also a Serbian film for that. Uh, that particular thing, <laughs> which I'll never unsee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it, it's just a lot, and 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 so there's there's a couple other movies we're gonna talk about, um, not this show, but next show that uh, tied into it, which I was really surprised because I, I kind of mm-hmm. thought like, is this idea of, you know, I, I mean, there's certain, um, how do I say this? There's certain um, kind of uh, plot point type of things that I feel like sometimes are like um, almost like cultural. Uh, impact, so to speak, and mm-hmm. and and this idea of kind of like um, government experimentation to make like super soldiers. I, I it, only because like I watched this movie, then I watched two other movies in the same vein. I was like, is that like a Korean thing? And I, and I don't know, and I'm not saying it is. Uh, it's just one of those things where you know you just kind of wonder if if there's like a you know that that's like a, a pop culture t- touchstone. Um, yeah. in, in South Korea, uh, or if it was just like, you know, just like kind of the trend at the time, you know, I mean, like there's certainly, um, you know, American films have the same thing where they'll, you know, like, just like, Oh, we're going to do young adult novels or what. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, is really well done. Um, and, and, you know, there, there's a lot of kind of moving parts, uh, at first, but then it all coalesces really well. Um, yeah. You know, at the end, so so definitely uh, check that one out. Um, yeah, um, yeah, because I watched um, so decision to leave, which was a uh, an Oscar film. Watch mm-hmm. that; that was fucking amazing. I still haven't seen it yet. It's I really want to watch so it. So good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like you know Hitchcock by way of South Korea. I mean, it's just oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm I loved so into it. That. I loved it. Um, and then, like I said, watching, you know, the, the outlaws and the roundup and uh, whatnot and then this stuff. So it's, it's, you know, it's really, I'm telling you, man, a lot, a lot of people, uh, sell themselves short by not wanting to watch foreign films. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. You know, for me, it was, you know, really the eye opener for me was, uh, was kind of was parasite. Not that I hadn't watched, but like, you know, yeah. parasite and then watching, um, 13 assassins mm, yes jesus that's just oh. i mean i'd watch like course i want to watch before, that again <laughs> like 13 assassins is fucking amazing yes like, it that is movie's just brilliant yeah absolutely um okay so uh now that we've gotten the films out of the way so this was the week that uh, the the new Destiny expansion, Lightfall, came. Uh, so not only does it include our next uh, chapter, uh, where in the fight against the Witness, not the fight against the darkness, because as we're finding out, the darkness is just a, it's just a force. Uh, it's right. not good or bad. It's just wielded right. by uh, folks that are bad. So our uh, fight against the Witness. Um, so we get our our kind of next step in that. We get a new subclass, but then we also get a, a whole host of kind of uh, changes into how Destiny operates. Qu- some are quality of life. Some of them are just, you know, changes to uh, the ways in which, you know, the game is kind of doing things. Um, this has been described as the Destiny 3 will never get based on the changes. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. Um, 
So I've had the the distinct pleasure and and privilege of having you help me out through the legendary campaign, which has been yeah. just such a good time. Um, <laughs> I have had such a blast. Like, I mean, you know, obviously we play together, you know, every week, multiple times a week, and and mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, we're kind of doing the same stuff, and it's always good to to have a you know like a strike with that you've done a million times and just have fun, you know, kind of fucking around. Yeah, it's it's more shit. about the conversation than it is the actual gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, a bunch of the legendary stuff I I was able to do myself, but then also found myself, you know, kind of beating my head against the wall. And so, you know, to uh to have you kind of helping me out with some of this stuff, but but I'm mean, having such a good time like it, it, not just it, it just coordinating things and and having to 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 work together and and yeah. um you know uh, it's just in a way that like we i mean we we do at times when we have like dungeons and stuff like that but man it's been just such it was such a good time you know friday night was just fucking great like i yeah, told my was. wife i was like i had such a great time that you know we've had times before where you know i mean things have been difficult and and i get frustrated but this didn't feel like that it just felt like this is a completely manageable just it's going to just require concentration communication like all that stuff right um and and then to find out i feel bad for you that like you uh did a bunch of stuff and then turns out you could have just cheesed your way through (laughs) oh so this is what i get for I completely neglected YouTube since Tuesday. Uh, I didn't watch anything. I didn't want any spoilers. I thought this campaign was going to be way more than what it is. You know, the way that they kind of advertised uh, what was going on for Lightfall was like, I thought this was going to be like, holy, this is going to be a lot of holy shit moments. And there really isn't. It, you know, it, it, the spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't finished it yet, but it's very, it's very much focused on a very small part of the story that that they're prepared to tell you know in the in in lightfall in year six seven whatever the fuck it is like and i should have known that i should have known that you know it's not they're they're not going to finish the story like you know right now uh i just expected more from it i think well i think i mean the witch queen was was pretty substantial right i mean we 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 learn like you know it kind of starts off that like sabbath Mm -hmm. like sabathun had been you know uh had been possessing osiris Mm -hmm. then you know it goes to okay so she's you know she she kind of is the big bad but then also oh turns out she rebelled against the witness yes so and then at the end the traveler you know basically she pleads as she's dying she's pleading to the traveler help Mm -hmm. me and he does yeah so it's like you know, by the end of the Witch Queen, we're everybody's like, you're like, what the fuck? Like this completely changes yes. our idea of it just being this hive bad guardians good. Like the travelers clearly saying, Hey, shit's about to go down. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this piece off the board simply right. because it doesn't fit this notion of good versus evil, you know. And and you could look at it and say you know, the traveler sees some aspect of redemption, or it could just be like, this is an ally. She's powerful. It would be foolish of me knowing what's coming to say, nope, we don't want you in the clubhouse. Right. Um, right. 
so I think it's okay to expect, even with the way that the seasonal storytelling goes, to expect that Lightfall would have... So I have one mission left. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mission that I'm in now is like a, you know, it's it's essentially an extended, you know, Rocky Three training montage, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is nothing bad. Uh, you know, I mean, who who doesn't like a good, you know, you're watching Rocky pull the log while Ivan Drago Fuck yeah. gets fucking juiced up. Like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, but you know that that's kind of what this is. Uh, I just but, got. I, but, I guess but there's just... so many things where they're talking about, you know, this this mad radial mast, and and you're just like, what is the mat? What is it? What is what it? Is the veil? And here's the thing, like, because you know, I watch so much stuff with the lore and whatnot, and the in the in the YouTube channels that go into the lore stuff. Like, I love all that shit. Yeah. And even then, I'm like, am I supposed to know what the veil is? Because I'm not sure that I do. Exactly. It's one of those things. Exactly. And then, and then yes. I'm like, but I'm hesitant to like try to look up anything until I'm done with the campaign because if I'm if it's something I I'm not supposed to know, then I don't want to spoil anything. So I I've spent this week basically off of YouTube up until like today, because or yesterday because I finished I finished Legendary uh, yesterday morning. Like I played, I woke up at like five because uh, I've been I've been doing like this insomnia thing again which has been great let me tell you uh, you got all caught up <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, so like I woke I, like I went to bed when we got done Friday night I was almost two o'clock when I finally like went to sleep uh-huh. and I woke up at 530 and that's the longest that I've slept in one stretch in like weeks wow and uh so I got on Destiny because like let me let me knock this last mission out. Let me get done so I can like watch my YouTube videos and like go back to like you know life as close right. to normal as, as my life is. Yes. And uh, I feel that I was on fucking callous for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Like I was I I got through the first part. Not it wasn't that bad. And then like a spoiler alert. Sorry for anyone who doesn't know who the final boss is. This this campaign is such a small part. Of this yeah. story that I think Lightfall is going to be, that it shocked me that this is all it was, and I think a lot of people are kind of reacting that way, and I think that's yeah. why it's being like reviewed as poorly as it is, because they played this up as the end of the Light versus Darkness saga, and I think Lightfall ends up being that eventually, but for this to be well the big expansion for the year, I think it, it tells is, a very small story, but I think it is in terms of the Light versus Darkness. I do I. I think this is kind of like a technicality thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not wrong because what we learned is that it's like saying, you know, light versus darkness. We looked at it before, like good versus evil. And now it's like hammers versus screwdrivers. They're yeah. just tools. You can right. use a hammer to build a house. You can kill someone with it. You can use a, a screwdriver to fix a an outlet. You can kill someone with it, right? So, so it is the end of the light versus darkness in the sense of us looking at it like good versus evil and reframing it. But I also agree that you kind of think that's going to be more substantial than – I mean because it really is them kind of talking about, oh, you know, we've got a – you know, uh, whatever the radial mass, the radial mass, the radial mass. What is it? Like I don't even right. know what it is, and yeah. and and it's supposed to be super important that I stop it, but I, I don't know what it is. Oh, it hooks up with the veil. Okay, well, what is that? 
you know, it's like there's all of these things they just kind of want you to accept without any um, context. And and I get that to, to some degree uh, in terms of like, you know, science fiction-y stuff and not mm-hmm. like but, – but I need stakes. Mm-hmm. There's no stakes because yep. I don't know what they are. You haven't explained them uh, to oh, me. Oh, and you – you haven't seen the 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 cutscene, the finale cutscene. Yes, that's true. It's it's even more puzzling. Like there's shit going people, on. People seem to think that that they took the first cutscene and the second one and they they split them apart. They're originally supposed to be the same thing. I don't know if you felt yeah that, that way. whole like like the the traveler like uh, doing the uh, chaos reach yeah and like opening. Like towards the witness and like blowing up, blowing the hole in his like pyramid ship and stuff. But and also then, like shooting tree beams. <laughs> that yeah, and then the witness like just floating out of that shit and be like, "What's up, fam?" Yeah, and like <laughs> I'm like, so that's such a holy shit moment. Yeah, and then there's literally no other holy shit moment until the f- the final cutscene, and none of it makes any fucking sense. Yeah, none of it is explained. None of it is like. There's one thing that happens in the finale cutscene, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what? Is, what is about to happen?" And then, uh, and then it's just like, "Yeah." And then, it, and then this, what happens happens, and then that's it. And you're like, "Oh, well, I don't know what any of that means. Like, I don't know what any of that means." And then you go and you talk to Zavala as as you do at the end of any campaign. It makes you go through and talk to the Vanguard and stuff. God, and God like, love Lance Reddick that he's yeah. so willing. So Lance Honks, this. Uh, you go see Lance Honks and you talk to him and then you go to Icor and you talk to her and they say some cryptic shit. And then that's and then it's like, all right, well, now go do the end game stuff. Like, <laughs> look, go get your like, exotic sidearm. Yeah. All right, cool. And I'm like, all right, Appreciate well, I don't it. know. I don't know what any of this means. I don't know what what it means going forward. I don't know. And it's like, uh, and then you do the seasonal because it's a new season, not just a new uh, expansion. Which so I do, like, I do like the season stuff. This yeah. idea that oh. like finally, like yes. you know, Earth is getting, um, you know, being attacked, and and we have to, you know, we have to fight the the Shadow Legion and and marshal our forces here. We're fighting a battle right. on two fronts. I love right. that idea. I do too. What I don't like is that you're obviously expected to be done with the campaign. Yes. Pretty quickly. Yeah. So, you know, obviously I said, spoiler alert, but Callus is the boss. And so he's supposedly dead, I guess. So why are we still at this point waiting till week two to see what the Shadow Legion does next? Because it's essentially done. Like, Yeah, but I mean, that that's all like that's I mean, right. Like how many times have we? I know it's it's strike bosses. I'm just and, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it does uh, like for just from the from a storytelling perspective, it's funny that I love the idea of the Shadow Legion attacking Earth and and Devrim and like you know all these characters that we kind of don't spend a lot of time with. We right, they've just far. been holed up as as yeah. uh, as planetary vendors. Like my guy's been in that fucking church bell tower for fucking six years. Like right, so. The fact that he's finally doing something in the game, I love that. Yeah. But at the same time, I hate that it's tied into a seasonal activity where there's a campaign that's already over after eight missions. And it's like, yeah, well, like why we just kind of I just feel like he was kind of wasted. And the same thing with Amanda Holiday, right? Like she's 
she's finally doing something. She's in the ship during the cut scene and stuff, and you, and she gets captured in like the first week of the season. You rescue her, right? And it's like, all right, well that was fun, I guess, but it's over. And now like, now what? You know? That well, they couldn't thing. kill her off because she's who gives you your prime loot. Like, she is. That's all she does. <laughs> she has. She has all the prime loot and green sparrows you will ever need. Like, she's got. It. Like, <laughs> Did you miss out on a D one sparrow? Well, uh, right. That goes ten miles an hour. Yeah. Well, she's your gal. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it? Oh, I, don't, I forget what green's even called. It's not rare. It's like it's common. Common. Yeah. Yeah. You you in desperate need of a common yellow. Uh, D one year one sparrow, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's one of those things where I think that uh, I, I and I don't I'm I'm I don't you know I'm certainly not gonna you know kind of have any sort of whatever say that I'm like a uh, I don't I'm not a data miner I don't know how this shit works but it's like. Yeah. It does feel – so, so there's a few things. Okay. So I love the little bit yeah. – all right. I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds about the campaign. On the one hand, you know, being a game that I, I love to just – you know, I have, a, I, have a, I have a way that I do things. You know, I, I – I, you know, whatever. I want to do my strikes. I want to do my gamuts. Mm-hmm. I want to do my pinnacles. You know, that first week, just like, wait, what? I can't do this shit? Like – you know, you yeah, know, that, that bugged me. But I also, you know, I, yeah. I get it. It's like, all right, you know, power levels and whatnot. I love that, like, they've added, like, you know, PSYOP Battlegrounds as, as like, Vanguard playlist stuff. Like, they've yep. got this whole kind of deep bench of activities that, yes, we've done a million times, but we haven't done them in a while. So, right. you know, it's as opposed to other strikes, which we, we have done. Uh, quite a bit so so why not bring them back out why not even you know kind of also it's just like a almost like an archival uh, yeah just to break up the monotony but also like they spent time like yeah creating these things for us to do and like they stick around for three months and they go away and then they go away and some of them are a lot of fun like if i never do uh uh last season seasonal battleground again (laughs) but the season of plunder stuff i thought that shit was fun as hell um you know doing the catch crash i thought catch crash was great uh the psyop stuff i thought that stuff's good too um so so you know and and i understand why they want you to be a certain level but it's like so much of this just feels like sometimes that they're like, oh, you know, pattering it against folks that are looking to get raid ready. So, of course, they're going to be, um, you know, they're going to be done in the campaign in like two days. Day one. Yeah. You know, day they're yeah. going to take the day off. They're, they they're have gonna the play the, They're going to play the eight hours in one sitting. And, yeah. and they're also good enough that it's only going to take them eight hours. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> you know, they're not going to bang their that. head against a mission for four and a half hours. Right. right? Like, right. Um, and then be mad that they have to go to work tomorrow. Um, right. So, you know, so I get it. But at the same time, it, it's like um, I, I, I also was really kind of disappointed that I couldn't just kind of do some of the stuff that I like to do, you know, to kind of relax, to have fun, because I had to be at a certain point. And I'm at that point now. Uh, I'm also almost done with the campaign. Now. I was surprised because, like I said, like I, I – I had no idea why. I thought it was a glitch, to be honest, when we couldn't do Strikes Wednesday. Yeah. I was like, this has never happened before. Yeah. And so for it to be tied to them wanting – and I get it. Like you said, like I get it too. Like they want you to be at this level. But, uh, man, that was a shock. And I don't yeah. know that I like that change. I, I don't. I don't. 
I, I absolutely don't. And the reason is because everybody works at different schedules. If you have the season pass, you, you're kind of looking to get, um, you know, get make progress to unlock all the stuff that you, let's be honest, you paid for it. Now, there's right. effort involved. You don't just get it free. Uh, but what what you paid for is access to, to be able to get to that stuff. And my take on it is that, you know, you should not be limited in uh, being able to, to do that stuff simply because you can't get through the camp. Because you would have to get, uh, you know, I, I'm at mission seven now. And that's mm-hmm. right, I guess at the end of mission six is when you uh, get to the point where you would be 1750, which is what you need to do to do all your weekly stuff for the pinnacles. So... I, I don't like the fact that, you know, here it is, I've paid for this thing, and you're you're expecting me to force my way through the campaign uh, in order to get to the point where I can do this stuff to start, you know, kind of getting these things. Um, so, so I'm not a big fan of that. But um, I also, on the one hand, you go, all right, well, this is, you know, the way that they are changing up strikes and things where now they're bringing in shadow legion and if you can use strand and all that stuff it also kind of makes sense that they'd be like well we made the choice in the campaign to not just give you strand you have to work towards getting it so if we throw you into a strike where there's strand enemies and all this other shit you know i mean it's like uh you know it's not gonna it's not gonna work so I, I kind of get it from that perspective. I'm not thrilled with it, but I, I understand yeah. it. Same. Um, you know, the one thing, though, that I, I do think they did a good job within the campaign kind of talking about Strand is the way that they talk about Strand and the difference. I feel like narratively and mechanically, the two things match up really well. Like, you know, and this is kind of a spoiler, but... Throughout the campaign, every time you use Strand, you're limited. It's 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 a mechanic within the mission, and then you're like exhausted after it. Mm-hmm. And what you find out as you're going through it is that it's because you're trying to use Strand the same way that you use Void and Stasis and these other things, where like you are in control of it. Like so, like the Traveler gave us the light subclasses: Solar, Arc, and Void. So. Right. There's no learning how to use it. You you wield it with complete mastery. It does what you want it to do mm-hmm. because the traveler gave it to you. And then, you know, stasis is all about, to me, stasis is all about kind of controlling the battlefield, freezing enemies, mm-hmm. you know, kind of making sure, like, you don't get to go anywhere because I haven't let you go somewhere, you know, that type of thing. So So the idea that the way you would wield this power is through ultimate control. Right, like it is a power mm-hmm. that controls the your enemies, so you also have to exert that same level of control over it. So to then think, okay, this is all we know. So going into Strand, that's what we do. We basically brute force our way into it. And mm-hmm. so, and if you've ever, you know, I kind of look at it to some degree like learning an instrument. You know. It's, you can brute force your way through learning an instrument, but at some point in time, you have to learn how to be able to kind of like 
as you're reading music, as things are coming, you have to learn how to adjust and adapt on the fly, make changes and kind of go with the flow of the music and adjust mm-hmm. how you're playing to go with it. And that's what Strand is about is it's about this uh, this metaphor of the river is you don't fight the river, you go with the river. So this mm-hmm. idea of having a lot of different grapple points and just like grappling here, grappling into that melee, that enemy, meleeing them, picking up the tangle, throwing it at these guys, grappling mm-hmm. away. You know, it's very much um to me like, you know, having played Spider-Man or the Just Cause games where that constant mobility of moving around yeah. and then adjusting on the fly based on what's happening, to me, mechanically and thematically, it works really, really well together. And it's like super yeah. exciting when it all kind of clicks. Yes. Um, but it's just the campaign that it all comes in. You're just kind of like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If, if if they had just kind of said, you know, this this campaign is is like, yeah, Lightfall is you know, our year six or whatever, like story we're telling, but this, this initial campaign is just a very, just the beginning of that story. And it, it's about, and it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I'm not saying they should have like told us exactly what was going to happen, but at the same time, you know, we, so far again, six years into this thing, we're kind of used to when they introduce a new power, we just kind of get it and you just kind of use it. Right. And for this this campaign to have been more about, like you said, like how it strand is not that easy for us to just like get and use. And so if they'd have been like, yo, you know, we're introducing this new subclass, these new powers, you know, this is all new to us and you're going to have to like, that's going to be the thing. It's going to be a struggle, whereas before it hasn't been. Right. Like I'm good. That's all I need to know because that – you know that that kind of sets the expectation, and and I think if you went into the the campaign knowing that, then I don't think people are as I don't know upset or let down or whatever the word is that mm-hmm. people are like kind of saying this is the worst campaign in D two history and shit like that. Uh, I, I understand feeling that way. I do. I don't necessarily feel that way. I yeah. I don't know it. if I don't know if I would say it's the worst. To be honest, I don't. I don't know if I would say that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but because I'm, I mean, to be honest, like this is the first one where, you know, I've, you know, kind of like what we talked about before, where I gave myself. I did not play through it on normal before. Yeah. Uh, I went straight in on legendary. I thought, man, I'm just gonna see if I can do this. And I have had some of my favorite moments in in all of destiny playing this campaign for me personally, just because I challenged myself to get through it on the hardest difficulty that was initially available. Um, and I did shit, you know, that I never thought I'd be able to do, uh, you know, before, before a lot of this stuff in this campaign, the hardest thing I'd ever done was the, the three hours it took me to, to get Xenophage, you know, from that uh-huh. fucking that fucking wizard, <laughs> right, right, in right, that, in that dungeon, uh, and like up to that point, I've I've always talked about that as one of my favorite moments in Destiny because, you know, it it certainly wasn't easy, and uh, I remember that night very clearly because my kids went to the it was a 
it was like the winter time, whatever. It was towards the end of the the local high school football season or whatever, and the mm-hmm. kids went to the game. And I only had like a limited amount of time to play. And I was like, well, let me just see. Let's just see. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there, and I died so many fucking times. And then when I finally got it done, that fight, it, and not like I I would do like, I don't know. 20 points of damage and then have to run out of the room again and reset yeah. the entire thing. Like it took me so long and I just was, I was sitting there like sweating because I thought in any moment I'm going to get the phone call where I need to go get the kids stuff. So right. I was like, I'm playing against the clock and I'm playing against this fucking wizard and I want this fucking, I want the guns because I'm, you know, you know, your boy is a machine gunner by trade. So I wanted right. that gun so bad. Right. And so, you know, just getting that done was such a fucking, you know, just an amazing feeling. And then I've had so many moments like that playing mm-hmm. this campaign on Legendary. Right. Uh, you know, because it's not uh, for a lot of people. I know, like, the people that play all the time and the people that, you know, this is what they do for a living or, like, you know, these, like, you know, they're 19 years old. Bro, I ain't 19, man. So yeah. this shit is hard. So, yep. you know, uh, it, it, like I said, Catalyst took me almost four hours yesterday mm-hmm. morning. You know, but when I fucking when I when I finally got that kill, I'm surprised like you didn't hear me in Florida <laughs> because <laughs> I lost my shit. I was so fucking happy. Like, I'm surprised that the people here didn't call the police. Like, I I was so fucking elated when I, you know, and the thing is, like what you get for it, that 1770 gear, it's whatever. I was going to get to 1770. I'm going to get to 1810. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But just to, just, and, and I don't even like the fucking emblem that you get. It's ugly. Right. Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit, but I'm not going to use it. But just the fact that I fucking did it. Right. It, it, it it's, you know, and, and, and I've talked about this before. Destiny is my happy place. Destiny is what takes my mind off of everything in life when everything is fucked and everything is currently fucked. Right. So, uh, when I I give myself these ridiculous like it's not I don't say goals but like when I challenge myself to do something in the game and it, when I'm able to do it it just it just feels so fucking good. I hear you. It's like it's like I don't play a lot of you know racing games per se, right? But like Driver seventy six is one of my will always be one of my favorite games because I got all of the single player achievements in that game. And mm. some of those golden miles were fucking ridiculous. There was one in particular I remember where you were going, and I, I can remember, I couldn't tell you the exact route, but at one point you come up this hill and have to drive without stopping across like a six lane road and hope you don't get hit. And the only way you don't get hit is if you were basically perfect up until that time so mm-hmm. that you hit the traffic at the right spot. And and it's funny. I was talking to my wife about it. I said, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff in this campaign at least kind of reminds me of how when you're doing a racing game and you're just like, nope, not going to do it, and you restart. And I mean, she would watch yep. me do it, and she's like, why are you restarting? I was like, because yep. I'm not going to do it. And yep. she's like, how do you know you're not going to do it? I was like, because I haven't gotten far enough at this point. Like my time at this point in the match, I or the race, I am not going to make this up. I know I'm not going yep. to make it up. It's not me yep. being uh, pessimistic. I just know. 
how things yeah. are going to go. And there's so much like you feel a run like and there were times like when you and I would be having a good run and it just wouldn't feel like a good run. But also there were times when we both died and I was like, no, nah, we got this. Like, it's yeah. all it's all good. And that oh, feeling yeah. is so good. And so, like, I remember and also like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the, the criteria or the um, yeah, the Criterion one, the guys that did. Um, mm. Uh, burnout, uh, burnout. Yeah, like yep. there, there is a couple golden miles. There's one in the Konensberg that uh, it was like a bit of a cheese because you could get the car before you were supposed to. Um, and I, I, I fucking, I remember that there was like I had got to the end and I had I had rubbed along the guardrail too much and I thought for sure it wasn't gonna let me do it, but I was so far along I was gonna do it anyway, and I just like by the skin of my teeth made it and and got the uh the golden mile or whatever they call it and i felt like fucking king of the world yeah um, and and that's the thing about and it's not just this game it's other games too but there's it's something video to games. me it's just yeah. special about this game is you have those moments like we've had the moments when we've done dungeons and stuff where it's like we oh. thought like i mean how many times did we do prophecy which i'm sure there's the other first people that time like, we cleared prophecy dude yeah exactly i'll always remember that right yep yep yeah, I mean, it's just it's so and and it and it's like yeah, I could like do prophecy with a bunch of randos and it wouldn't mean the same as like you and me and Sean and oh and just, that first you know. night uh, yeah the first night that we did uh, fucking the Goonies dungeon I forget the name of it like the new dungeon the first time we did a new dungeon like week one yeah the fuck's the name of that one. I don't know. It's the Goonies dungeon for me because it just reminds me of One-Eyed Willie, like the whole thing, the whole pirate theme and stuff like that. Oh, uh, not Grasp of Avarice, that one? Yeah, Grasp, yeah. The okay. first time we did Grasp of Avarice. Like, like that whole night and, and you know, we got to the we got to the end, we got to the boss and, like, you, you, you know, we it, it's, it takes, I don't know, maybe an hour to do now, but it took us, like, four hours to complete <laughs> that first night. Yeah. So, but, like, that moment where, like, I had the realization where you both you guys were down and I had Ingrams that I needed to go put in and I was like, Oh my god, I'm going to explode. Like yeah. this is going to end. Like and so like just everything about that. Like there's just moments that I'll never forget from that from just doing that dungeon. And right. I feel like that's you know, it as it's a great dungeon, don't get me wrong. It's 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 from a gameplay mechanic and like from, you know, uh, just you know, from you know, just from a video game perspective, it's a good time. But like, there's nothing like playing with friends and like right. completing things. You know, even if they're not necessarily supposed to be like super difficult, just getting something done like that and and as amazing as that time was, that's the shit I'll always remember. Right. Not you know, obviously not the name of the dungeon because I just completely fucking blanked on it. But just yeah. that that night, I'll never forget. Yeah. And like yeah. you know, I, I had a lot of that stuff. You know, doing this campaign solo, where like people are shitting all over it, whatever, and that's fine. These are the people though that don't play this game every day, and I do, and so I get, you know, being a returning player who who only comes back for the expansions or who only comes back for whatever, and being like, well, that made no sense, that sucked. I get that, right. but for me, you know, as someone who like I live and breathe this shit daily, like I. I can understand the frustration, but at the same time, you know, and I've here lately, like I've had such a good time because goose is getting into the game. Like she created a, a hunter and like, she's yeah. kind of getting into it. So, and she, 
obviously, as anyone who gets into to Destiny doesn't understand all the lore, doesn't sure. she hasn't been playing for six years, and even people that play for six years don't know all the lore. But I watch videos, I read shit, like I, you know, I've got the comics, I've got the the grimoire books, like I've got all that shit. So, kind of walking her through why I love this game so much right. has been so much fun for me. Yeah, and you know, she didn't buy Lightfall, but she was like, you have to let me know exactly what's going on and shit like that. I fucking love that. Right. Like that makes, that makes me appreciate this game so much because even someone who, who has not played, they didn't even know what destiny was until like a year ago. Right. It's so involved in the story right now that, that lets me know that while they don't necessarily always nail it when it no. comes to campaigns or like, uh, in game stuff, Bungie knows how to tell a fucking story. Right. And that's always been the case for them. Even right. with Halo. Right. I've, I've played every Halo game they ever made. I don't understand most of it. Like, right. I'm not going to lie. Like, cause I, I can't tell you to this day why in Halo 3 uh, we fought against the fucking whatever, the Flood for that whole mission. And at the end of the mission, they became our allies. Right. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. That makes no sense to me at all. I have yeah. no idea. And I've played and, through that game, I don't know how many times. Yeah, still, and, and that's the thing I was talking to people at work about. And they were just like, yeah, why this, why that? And I was like, look, I'm going to let you in on something with me. I don't remember any of this shit. Also that, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any of this shit. I, I get together with my friends. I have a good time. Yep. Weapons drop. I go, ooh, look at those perks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, it's just not something that I'm going, you know, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, blah, 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 blah. like uh, i just don't know i don't remember mm-hmm. um, but you know i you know and and i think like some of the kind of quality of life stuff is is good too it's like um like for example now yes do you have to do more strikes to get your pinnacle you do but you don't have to get a hundred thousand in a go for a nightfall to get a pinnacle. You uh-huh. just have to get two hundred thousand. So instead of doing five normal strikes, you could do three nightfalls and get two pinnacles. One for doing, you know, getting the full percentage of pin- of, of strikes. The other one for getting a cumulative of two hundred thousand. That's huge. To be able to your your nightfall score to just be cumulative rather than right if you don't get Absolutely. it if if you get ninety nine seven hundred you're just fucked you the last twenty minutes of your life are a waste um, I love the commendation system um, you know this idea of like you know of of the whole surge like it's not just you're not just matching your subclass because they said to it actually does more damage so. It becomes about, okay, well, it's not just I'm playing Ark, I don't play Ark. Well, you're going to do more damage, so maybe figure out a build that really works well with Ark. It's not just like, yeah, I'm just going to slap this subclass on and just do whatever the fuck I want, right? Um, Not having to equip mods to deal with champions, just being something that comes with the artifact, I mean, that's fucking fantastic. I don't have to waste, uh, you know, um, Gauntlet mods to deal with champions i just can use that gun that's fucking fantastic like so there's like a bunch of different like quality of life and balance things that i think are are great and and i'm glad that they're doing it so i i care 
less about the campaign stuff and and it'll be interesting to see seasonally kind of where it goes i mean i i feel kind of you know on the one hand though i I do feel like that's kind of giving them a pass because it's like well if you haven't bought the seasonal stuff you're gonna miss out on that stuff but i also go well i mean i haven't put i mean that's how it goes these days right with like live service stuff they're a live service game yeah you kind of you kind of have if you're going to play one of these type of games, you kind of have to buy into the fact that you're going to have to keep pumping money into it. Right. And and I mean, you can't just buy emotes and and you know, that that shit pays bills to a certain degree, but not mm. I mean, it it it's coming coming from the expansions, the seasonal stuff. And it's more mm-hmm. expensive this year than it has been in the past. So I mean, even that, but it's like I mean, I play this game every like I when my family's coming, I'm going to take the Xbox cuz my my sister and her husband are going to be staying up in the law for the Xboxes. I'm going to move it downstairs because if there's a night when people go to bed early, I'm fucking not. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like it pains me to go, I'm not going to be able to play Destiny this week. And that's yep. how it's been for like when I stopped doing seasonal stuff and then came back into it, I felt so much like when they changed, when they added seasonal activities Mm-hmm. To where you didn't have to just just this mind-numbing crush of bounties, yeah, week in and week out was such yep. a huge change for me to be able to go. I can do this season. I can get everything in the season pass. I don't have to feel like I don't have to to keep a spreadsheet of like what's the most efficient <laughs> route of doing things. Right. I know that by week ten of the season, I will have. Everything in the season pass, and if I want to be playing for the next two weeks, I can. But if I don't want to, I can just take a break. That has been such a huge thing for me. It's completely increased my enjoyment of the game, and I just love it. I, I love it. So it's like I'm willing to give them a pass on things because I get so much out of it. Yeah. And I mean, even if narratively it, it stumbles, okay, whatever. It's like, all right, big whatever enemy bad dude says some word salad and you're mad about that all right i guess i guess like <laughs> right like when people are like video games tell really good stories i'm like do they like <laughs> i mean some do but not necessarily this one and if 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 after six years like that's you're still surprised that yeah. uh you know destiny is is vague and confusing <laughs> like i feel like that's kind of on you bro like <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i mean there's certain games where it's like like if you play grand theft auto and you're like well this is violent and somewhat immature you're right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's a hundred (laughs) percent not to say that it's not going to make some have some you know cultural criticism along the way or whatever but i mean eh, like i mean eh. (laughs) yeah Destiny is uh, it's to get the most out of Destiny. Destiny, you get out of Destiny what you want out of Destiny, I feel like, at this point, I, right? 100%. Yes. It's a full-time job if you want the whole thing. But it's also just fine if you just want to play the game and right. shoot aliens in the face and get new pants. Like Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But if you, got, if you get invested in the story, you got to put in some work, man, because the game ain't going to give you all of that. You know? Right. Right. Like, I mean, I've I've done everything. I read, uh, you know, there's an article. I think it was, I don't know, some gaming site. And they were like, oh, here's a refresher on stuff leading up to. And yeah. I read stuff. I was like, oh, shit, that happened? Like, I just <laughs> forgot about it. I just forgot about it. I know. So so Goose was like, because uh, she's like, 
Because like she's bless her heart, she's the one that has to listen to me gush about this shit most of the time. Yeah. And so she's trying to keep up with it. And uh, she was like, I just want to watch the cutscenes. And I'm like, okay, which ones? And she's like, well, all of them. And I'm like, oh, so I found this video. It's like six hours long of every <laughs> Destiny cutscene from like vanilla D1 till yeah, now. Strap in. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Yeah. So I found this video, and it's not cutscenes, but it's this guy explaining the story of Destiny from 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 D1 till now. Yeah. And it's like 16 minutes long. And I'm like, okay, oh, well, maybe yeah, this yeah. works a little better. But yeah. at the same time, my man is missing a lot of shit. Yeah. If he's telling this whole story in 16 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, for someone who's like invested in the story, that I feel like is at least enough. Yeah. You know, to be caught up, to be like, okay, now I know at least enough of the names to know kind of what I'm talking about when I talk to her about this shit all the time. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, and like you said, it's, you're exactly right. People get out of it what they put in. And, and I mean, you know, I, I, you've got folks just gunning to get raid ready, and that's great. I'm glad that's there for them. But I mean, the fact that you, and I mean, Destiny's always had a problem because it's serving two very, well, I would say three different. You've got mm-hmm. folks like us, you've got the YouTubers, you've got the hardcore PvP folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, it, and it does a pretty, I feel like it, it, sometimes it swings too much one way, swings too much the other way. But the fact that like it can support all of those communities is a yep. testament to just how good of a game it still is, even at this point. Yep. Um, and so I get out of it exactly what I want. I don't, and with the Guardian ranks, there's a little bit of FOMO. Sure, I'm never going to get rank 11. But when I look mm-hmm. at what's involved, it's like, okay, that makes sense, you know. But, like, I'm fine not doing a raid. I'm fine not doing these things. Like, every week I can play. I can have a good time. You know, I can get, like you said, get new pants. I can <laughs> I can make my Guardian, make my doll look cool. You yep. know, I can feel like a badass space cop as I'm mowing down enemies. And I can have a good time with my friends. And that's what I want out of it. And I'm happy with it. But, like, if there's folks that want to do hard charging and figure out how to, you know, they're going to run this fucking solo nightfall in 19 minutes or whatever six seconds who knows like there's it's that's there for them too and yep you know um so i don't get too hung up on i think you know i mean the story and whatnot because i i once i play through the campaign i just forget about it anyway yeah the only time i ever revisit it is when it's like oh here's the strike and you're like oh yeah this was a mission Mm-mm. you know yep so, <laughs> but um you know, but anyway, you know, I just, I really, I've had such a great time doing the campaign with you, and I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully they don't fix the callus cheese, and tomorrow night you can, <laughs> you can get a taste of that sweet, sweet callus cheese. <laughs> oh, I want it so bad. Oh, my God. I'm going to teabag the fuck out of that fucking owl. Oh. Like I said in the Discord, dude, after three and a half hours, I said some shit I'm not proud of. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Uh, I'm legitimately surprised that no one called the authorities, like, <laughs> For the obscenities that we're spewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's Absolutely. not many games where I'd sit here for three and a half hours and die twenty literally twenty-seven motherfucking times yeah. and keep trying. But yeah. here we are. <laughs> I'm surprised to be perfectly honest, like I'm actually impressed at that because it takes me about fifteen minutes to die twenty-seven times. <laughs> it yeah. took you three and a half hours. <laughs> Listen, there were there were literal times where it was minutes that I was just running. 
Yeah. Because I couldn't stop to shoot, so I just kept running. I just yeah. kept running, like, and waiting to die, essentially. So, yeah, it, it, yeah, literal minutes I ran and never put a single shot on him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, will you please stand still? He like, was, because, man, for a for a fat piece of shit, man, he's fast. Yeah. Like, he's real fast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so hopefully uh, hopefully tomorrow Bungie won't patch it and we can uh, we can hit it up tomorrow night. So Yeah, man, I got you. And then, uh, yeah, and so, uh, so two weeks from now, we'll, we'll definitely have more because there's still more to do. Just because the campaign isn't the end, there's there's exotic quests, no. there's there's different types of public events, there's all sorts of yeah. stuff that we haven't even been able to get into because right. we've been gated essentially by uh, by the campaign. So so mm-hmm. there's definitely more uh, will be more for us to talk about, and then. Um, you know, as I said, we got some really cool, uh, some more kind of South Korean stuff to talk about on our show uh, next episode. So, um, you know, definitely make sure uh, that you join us. Hopefully you'll be here with us. Um, but until then, this has been episode 168 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with us this evening. And we hope uh, to see you in a next, in a next, in the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I'm not figured out how to talk. Been doing this for how long? It's not gonna six change. years. Yeah. Ugh. God. Is it been that long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. <laughs> uh, so, for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we look forward to spending some more time with you soon. So, thank you again. Good night, and have a good evening. Yeah.